Having the courage to launch an online business is amazing. But if you're not, if you don't have a clear vision of where you want to go, that is going to be a very expensive hobby. Not to mention again that you won't be able to start investing for retirement. My name is Lucy Key. I am on a mission to teach Latinas how to build generational wealth by healing their relationship with money, invest in the stock market, and launch an online coaching business. I am a mom, a wife, coach, speaker, and author who went from believing I had to work mentally and physically hard for my money to now having multiple investment accounts. On this show, I share the strategies to manage your dinero, all things finance, and wealth building for Latinas. Welcome to Say Hola Well Podcast. Lista, let's go. You are listening to episode 19, How to Invest as a Solopreneur. Hello, mujer. Welcome back. How are you doing today? One of the most common questions I get asked is, can a self-employed mujer or jefa save for retirement on their own? The answer is yes, and you should. There are various investment accounts available for you as an entrepreneur, especially as a solopreneur. So in today's podcast episode, I will talk to you about all of the different types of accounts available, what they are, the differences between them, and most importantly, how to fund them. Meaning, how you will find the dinero you need to start investing for retirement. If you are listening to this episode, chances are that you are the first Latina entrepreneur in your family or a first-gen Latina who is curious about entrepreneurship. And I am so glad you're here because I am going to drop some gems. So make sure you stay until the end. There are four types of investments accounts for you to invest as a solopreneur. And this is what they are. Number one is a solo 401k, a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, a SEP IRA, and a simple IRA. Now, before I move into telling you what these accounts are and how those can help you build wealth, let me remind you of what an investment account is. This is an account you open with a brokerage like Fidelity, Vanguard, or Charles Schwab's. They don't support this podcast. These are the brokerages that I use and I like, but feel free to do your own research. And in fact, you should always do your own research when you are listening about different investing, um, investing topics on any podcast, not just this podcast. So one of the things that I would like to recommend is that you take a look at the fees before you choose one or before you select one, because investing is costly. And so I wouldn't say it's costly, but it has some fees. And so the more you become aware of these fees, the more money you are going to be able to keep and, of course, grow generational wealth. 
So the way I like to think about an investment account, it's like picturing a garage. So a lot of us have a home and or we rent from a place that has different rooms, right? So an investment account is the garage. And then most of the people or the purpose of the garage is to place a car inside the garage, right? So the car represents the investment options you need to buy to take advantage of compound growth. So inside the investment account, you're able to buy index funds, stocks, bonds, anything that you want that aligns with your risk tolerance and your overall financial goals. So let's get back to the account types. What is a solo 401k? A solo 401k is an investment account. This account is best for self-employed individuals with no employees, excluding a spouse. One of the most important benefits of these accounts is that you can contribute as an employee, but also as an employer. So talk about a double winning. That is a fantastic way for you to expedite your wealth building journey. So I know a lot of you are familiar with a 403B or a 401K through your employer sponsored programs. So a solo 401K is essentially the same. The difference is, again, that you are able to contribute not only as the employee, but also as the employer. This investment account, a solo 401k, is for the jefa or mujer who has no further plans to hire any employees. However, that doesn't mean that you have to be the CEO, the CFO, the virtual assistant, the social media manager, etc. It all means that on your payroll, your name, and perhaps your spouse's name, if you're married, are the only ones showing. You can hire contractors outside your organization, your business to perform all of those tasks that are now within your son of genius. So let me give you some examples of some of the contractors I have worked with since I launched my coaching business. I decided to hire someone to build my branding. I had the idea of what the branding was going to look, my vision for my business. And so I met with an amazing Latina designer and I said, Jen, this is what I want my brand to look like. And I just started dumping a lot of ideas and she was taking notes. And so she essentially was able to bring my brand to life and I'm in love with it. The other thing that I have outsourced is the website. So my website is something that, yes, I could probably have done on my own, but I don't have the time to do everything, right? And so what I did is I decided to hire someone to build my website. Now, let me just share with you the things I learned about 
website hosting. And again, why it's so important to, for you to have a vision of your business? Because at the beginning of my journey, I had a vision for where I wanted to go. But to be 100% transparent with you, I didn't have the 10 plus vision of my business. I had the five-year uh, vision for my business, but I wasn't thinking in terms of like 10 years from now, right? And so after that, I decided to re um not rebrand but I changed my website providers and then I invested in a coach that showed me so many possibilities when it comes to monetizing your website and so after working with her I realized wow I don't really need to be always working hard for my money so I was able to change my website um, host and I was also able to start monetizing it so the other thing that I have outsourced is email marketing. I work with another amazing Latina who was able to provide some email marketing campaigns for me and she was amazing. I talked to her about my brand voice, what it's like that I wanted to sound on emails and she was able to write something for me. The other thing that I have outsourced is, um, let me look at my notes, automation for my business, right? Because now my business is growing. I know most of you follow me perhaps on Instagram, but my business now is growing to different platforms. So because of that, I decided to invest in automation to save time on some of the processes that I'm implementing right now. Now, let me be clear. I started outsourcing once my business started to have consistent income. After I was paying myself from my business and after I was setting money aside for taxes for my business. So if you feel like, wow, she just gave me so much right now and I don't even know if I'm going to get there. Yes, you will. Okay, because you're learning about investing and the different investment options that are available for you. But I digress from the types of accounts that you should be using as an entrepreneur to start investing. So let me go back to that. Let me talk to you about a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. A traditional IRA is a pre-tax investment account which helps you lower your taxable income, your money grows tax deferred, and you pay taxes later, like luego. This type of investment account is best suited for mujeres or jefas who expect to be in the same or lower tax brackets when they withdraw, so when they need the money. Hopefully, that is not you because your plan is to grow your business so much that you will not care about paying taxes. And, of course, you will learn the taxes strategies to help you pay fewer taxes legally. But that's a conversation for another podcast. Now, a Roth IRA is an after-tax investment account, which means that you pay taxes now, but your contributions and the earnings grow tax-free. And withdrawals are also tax-free. So this is one of my favorite accounts. 
And there are some income limitations and eligibility on this account. So make sure that you check the IRS website for more information. Now, for both the traditional IRA and the Roth IRA, the maximum amount of dinero you can contribute as 2022 is 6000 which is 500 monthly or 250 bi-weekly. So I highly suggest that you add your current pricing on your offer or services to see if you are positioned correctly in a way that allows you to pay yourself from your business, reinvest in your business, and start investing for retirement. That's the way to continue to grow your dinero and of course have a successful business. I know most of us are passionate about helping our community and feel that by giving them discounts, we are helping them. But I want you to think about not only the message or the permission that you're giving to other Latina business owners to always having to discount their prices, but also the mindset that comes with feeling like you cannot or should not charge for your worth. Having the courage to launch an online business is amazing. But if you're not, if you don't have a clear vision of where you want to go, that is going to be a very expensive hobby. Not to mention again that you won't be able to start investing for retirement. The other two types of accounts that are left on this podcast episode is the simple IRA and the SEP IRA, which are also available to sole um, preparerships, so mujeres. And one of the benefits of this retirement account is that you have more time to invest. So with the Roths, you have until April 15th of the following year to max it out. With the simple IRA or the SEP, you have a little bit more time. Now, let's talk about some of the things that I have seen in my business coaching. So if you are new to the podcast and you haven't heard, I do financial and business coaching for BC Mujeres. So here are some of the things that I've seen since I started coaching Mujeres. A lot of them don't have consistent cash flow or clients to help their business grow. And that, I want to say, is a big problem to have, right? So during our coaching sessions, I will ask them some of the following questions to help them with mindset and to help them really create the vision that they need to develop for the long-term version of their business. Question number one, are you fully committed to your business and I'm not talking about hustle, hustle, hustle culture. I'm talking about you. Are you in alignment with your business model? You have no idea how many mujeres I have coached the launch and offer simply because another business coach told them to do so, but the offer didn't feel good or right to them. They didn't have the right tools 
to help them have a sustainable offer. So now they're struggling because there's no clients and there's no cash flow. The question number two that I ask my clients is, do you have a competitive pricing for your offer? Meaning, are you charging for your worth or are you giving discounts simply because you are afraid of rejection? This is something that I see a lot of times and that is actually very common for us, you know, first gen Latinas or immigrants who are the first ones in our family to have an online coaching business because we're learning, right? We don't know what we're doing, but I want you to know that it's so important to really take a look around and say, what are other mujeres charging? Not only Latinas, but also all other mujeres. You know what I mean? So I always encourage my clients to do a competitive price analysis and see what is going on within their market. So I did market research for my coaching business when I first started. And at the beginning of my journey, I was charging $375 because I had all of these um, ideas of like, well, it's going to be my first client. I'm going to see if I like it. Or, oh, I really want to help someone, right? And I realized that the base price for the things that I was doing was $1,500. So I was overcharging by more than $500, right? If my math is correct. And so understanding what you're doing and the competitiveness of your offer is so important. The other thing that I ask my clients, which again is so common for all of us, and I'm guilty of this, by the way, when I started. So I asked this question to them. Are you thinking for your clients or your future clients? Meaning, are you assuming that people cannot afford your services? Are you assuming that your potential clients or your future clients are always broke, right? And part of this is hard for them because they have so many money beliefs, limiting beliefs that are getting on the way of them running a business that serves them and has consistent profit. So throughout the coaching program that I do with them, the private business coaching, we also go in depth into the money mindset, the money beliefs that are holding them from charging their worth, right? And I have seen two of my clients that I'm coaching right now have like a whole 360. They went from, I have to have a master class for $47 every single time to now thinking, wow, I'm going to start charging for my worth. I'm, and then they're signing clients, by the way. I had a client to a career coaching client who was undercharging and hustling and hustling and hustling. And I said, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you chasing the pennies when you can chase the dollars? And she was able to work with me on her money mindset and the overall goals that she had for her coaching business for long term. And then guess what happened, mujer? She did it. 
she started to create a four-figure offer that is now serving more Latinas. And not only that, but she's also investing for retirement, which is the whole theme of this podcast, right? Because we talk about all things finance and wealth building for Latinas. Oh, I was so passionate about what I just said to you that I feel like I need to breathe. Do you see why it's so important for you to understand your overall vision of your business? The types of investments accounts that are available for you to keep and grow your wealth and also the money mindset that you need to have to grow and keep serving more Latinas. Mujer, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you find value on this episode and it will mean the world to me if you can give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with your primas, your tias, la comadre. You can also share it on social media and tag me on Instagram. And if you know you're ready to start your well-building journey or launch an online business, go ahead and check the show notes where you will find the link to apply to work with me. Thank you so much again for listening and hasta la próxima.